generation of wrestling podcasts. You are not rocking with the God. What's really good? And you know what that means. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, it's yours truly, the 28-year-old piece of gold, the franchise, aka the showstopper, better known as the G-O-W, President Tribal Chief. And with me as always, I got my tag team partner, my brother, my family. He is the flyest in the room, Mr. One, Two, Three. Pin that ass down, K Breezy, aka EC President Isaac Hayes, King Cold in the building, bro. What's going on? Ah, man, you know what it is, man. It's another special day. We got another special guest. I'm pumped. You ready? Let's go. All right, man, with no further ado, the man who I drew the inspiration from the nickname from, he is a rapper, he is also a wrestler, he's good on the mic outside the ring as he is inside the ring, he is the moth, the man of the hour, Leo Rush. Leo, what's good, brother? What's going on with you, man? <laughs> One hell of an intro. <laughs> hey, man, look, you know, hey, I, I, I do what I can. It's funny because when you first started using, I think, the 26-year-old piece of gold, Monica, right? And, yeah, I, and yeah. I heard you. And it's funny, one day, you know, I wasn't at work and my homie right here, he was like, damn, man, because, you know, we got a similar build. And he was like, hey, bro, you ain't telling me you debuted on Monday Night Raw. I'm like, what you mean? And it, was, <laughs> and it was a video of you debuting on Monday Night Raw. So ever since then, man, I've been running with the gimmick, brother. <laughs> that's, what's up, that's what's up. Nah, I appreciate it. <laughs> but no, with that being said, bro, so what we want to do is we want to talk, you know, a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of personal life. Uh, of course, the music, you got the album dropping next week on the 24th. Definitely want to talk to you about that. But first things first, brother, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I've been uh, staying busy. I'm healthy, uh, as healthy as I can be. I've been rehabbing uh, with my injury, um, but no, I'm I'm good, man. I'm in I'm in good spirits. I got a lot of good things going on, uh, like this EP coming out. Um, just you know, returned to New Japan not too long ago, so things are moving in a, in a pretty uh, positive and good direction. Speaking of New Japan, man. So when you first uh, came to New Japan the first time around, how did that how did that whole thing come about for you? Yeah, that was um that was a crazy uh time period because that was that was right in the middle or right in the beginning of um uh, of the, the pandemic. And I remember I remember I had like a five like a five day loop with MLW, a set of uh some TV tapings. And um uh those were crazy in itself, you know, wrestling in front of no crowds and and uh trying to get my <laughs> trying to match the energy in the building with my adrenaline it was pretty pretty difficult but i caught the attention of uh, rocky uh, rocky romero um i remember he was at those tapings too and um i just you know i i reached out to him and then i told him that i had an interest in, in new japan and and that's always been a goal of mine and uh, i'd love for him to you know check out a couple of my matches because i knew that we were going to be seeing each other for a couple of days with these tapings so I just asked him if he can, you know, check out some of my stuff, and hopefully, uh, we be get we be able to get something popping with uh with New Japan, and um, you know, by the end of those TV tapings, he had said that he wanted to put me in the uh, the uh, Super J Cup um, out in LA, which was which was extremely dope, and I was uh, I was grateful for that. So that's kind of how that that um that opportunity uh, came about, and you know, just ran with it ever since. Uh, stayed loyal to, to New Japan throughout the pandemic, um, you know, built that relationship up, and, um, you know, here we are now. Too cold. 
Uh, coming from a, a, a religious family, how did wrestling and music become those? Pa- well, I, I can understand music to a sort of degree, but how did wrestling become a passion for you? Um, I've just, I've just always been a fan, you know, I know it's cliche. This is the number that everybody normally says, but you know, I've been, a, right. I've been a fan since I was about four or five years old, uh, just, you know, watching the wrestling and, and locking myself in a, in a bedroom and watching, <laughs> watching, uh, every, every show that I, I could, um, I could broadcast with the, you know, we didn't have, we didn't have cable. Uh, so I, okay. I, I, I didn't get a chance to watch Raw. Um, I, I was watching SmackDown on UPN. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. So, uh, you know, I was watching SmackDown for a while. I remember my first pay-per-view that I ever watched was uh, ECW's One Night Stand. Yeah. Uh, uh. I, I remember my first WrestleMania that I watched was uh, Hollywood. Uh, uh. Uh. And, and that kind of just, you know, I, I, I went on for the journey, man. And... Um, I haven't let up since, but my, my parents have always been super supportive. My dad was, uh, was an athlete okay. growing up. Um, uh, and he just believed, believed in me, just supported me in, in anything that I, that I wanted to do. I mean, you know, including my mom. Uh, but funny that you bring up, you know, a religious family, you know, my parents were gospel singers. Uh, so I grew up in a Christian, uh, household, uh, right. You know, my mom never turned off the radio, you know, 24-7, oh. all day, all night, <laughs> just listening to gospel music. Right, uh, right. So, um, you know, sport, uh, you know, athletics and, and music has always been a part of my life. So I feel like, um, you know, this was this is what I was honestly meant to be doing. Speaking of sports and athletics, man, looking at your in-style ring, you quick on your feet. Did you play any football, any basketball growing up? I play. I played it all, man. I uh, yeah. I played football. Um, I stopped playing football when I got to high school, just because it kind of ran into amateur wrestling season. So uh, I, I stopped playing football. Uh, I was a huge uh, baseball player. Uh, baseball was was my was my main sport that I played all throughout my life. I played basketball too, but that came to a halt when I when I realized I wasn't growing anymore. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm right there with you, bro. I'm right there with you, baby. Hey, guys, pause button on the growth. Uh, 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 I stuck with uh, the amateur wrestling throughout high school, and um, you know, uh, kind of caught caught fire uh, to win with that. Um, I, I never expected that I would, you know, be as good as I was. I just wanted to, you know, learn the basics of of, of uh, amateur wrestling so that when I do eventually make that transition to professional wrestling, you know, I wouldn't be, you know, um, fucking walking blind. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I've always been, you know, involved in athletics ever since I can remember. There hasn't been a year that I hadn't played a sport. So who are the, uh, I'm sorry, who are the uh, influences for you in music? Who are those people that, that you're like, man, when I, when once you heard them, you was like, yeah, this is, I, I know this is what I want to do. And this per- and just listening to this person, this is the person that's got me into this. Who was that person for you? So I never, I never really, I, I never looked at it that way. Uh, funny enough, okay. I, I always, I thought that I was just going to be an athlete. Uh, right. Okay. I, I with with my parents being involved in music, my sisters, uh, they played instruments. Um, you know, I was the only I was the only boy, so um, I kind of gravitated more towards sports my whole life. Uh, okay. 
uh, I only got into music uh, because my boy, uh, Dreddy, uh, you know, a really close friend of mine, basically my brother, uh, you know, he was pursuing music at the time. And this was when I, uh, I mean, still is, but when I got signed to WWE, I had some, you know, I had some traction. I had some eyes on me. Uh, I had some buzz. So mm-hmm. I was, you know, why not, uh, you know, try to, you know, put my boy on. So I, I, uh, okay. I did a song with him. We did a music video, put it out, uh, called Money Money. Um, and, you know, my fans liked it. They liked it a lot. And they, they wanted me to, you know, continue to do it. So, um, you know, my inspiration for for, for being a, a music artist, you know, obviously my parents being, being involved and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, opening that door up to me and kind of, you know, showing me uh, how that world is like. And then, um, you know, being able to help out a friend later on down the road, you know, kind of grew my love and passion for it because um, it hit me in a way that I didn't even think it, it would hit me, you know, being being signed to WWE so young and being so invested in my character. Uh, I was invested in my character and I didn't know who I was as a person. So, uh, you know, when I had some downtime uh, back in, I think, 2018, 2019, when I, when I took a little hiatus from Raw, you know, I was just trying to figure it all out. And, um, you know, I, I started to, you know, put pen and paper and, and uh, go in the booth. And, um, you know, I, I noticed as I was recording and listening to myself back, I'm like, shit, like I'm kind of trying to, I'm, I'm basically like figuring out who I am as a person. Like why okay. the way that I'm feeling about certain things, you know, who I am and why I am the way that I am and, you know, my beliefs and, and everything. So I just kind of like organically fell in love with music because, you know, I was figuring out who I was as a person. So I just stuck with it. Let's talk a little bit about uh, you. You're in. You're coming up in wrestling. You know your independent days. You know Ring of Honor and uh, the Combat Zone. Uh, what was that like for Leo Rush? You know, just getting your foot into wrestling and, and becoming the name that you are. Uh, it was a lot of pressure. Uh, a lot of pressure. Um, you know, but it wasn't pressure that I shied away from because I knew that I wanted to. Uh, be at a certain level uh, by a certain time frame. You know, I I, um, I dropped out of college. Uh, I went to Full Sail University and um, eventually ended up, you know, uh, going into uh, professional wrestling school. But I did that and I told myself, you know, if I don't get signed or if I don't make it within these four years, you know, the same amount of time that I would have been in school for, then I was just going to give it up. Uh, and I ended up uh, getting signed in two years um, oh. so so I, I, I stuck with it and um, you know at the time there was it's crazy to see how, what the wrestling world is now with, yeah. with so many young guys on the scene you know back then I was the only one <laughs> I, was yeah. the one. I, was, yeah. I was the only young guy I was the only one on on every card you know what I mean like and I was and and even if I wasn't the only young guy, I was the only young guy getting put in these big matchups. Right. So, right. so uh, you know, there was a lot of pressure. I had a lot of eyes on me. A lot of people were expecting uh, success from me because I had a lot of people in my corner that put me in positions to succeed and I had to deliver. So, um, you know, it, it was cool. That was, a, that was a fun time, you know, being in CZW, starting off at the Dojo Wars and proving myself. 
And, uh, you know, having these matches and winning over crowds that, you know, one of the hardest crowds uh, in wrestling being in Philly and the New Jersey area, New York. So, um, you know, that's that's how I made my name is winning over winning over some of the hardest people to win over. And um, I'm glad that I went that route, though. It was it was uh, it was quite the experience. Speaking of make your name, you say, you know, make your name in CCW, MLW, New Japan. But. One thing I've noticed, you know, we we when we talk about WWE a lot, you know, we we talk about that transition from NXT to the main roster, right? And it, it can go either left or right. And with you, you know, you got paired with Bobby Lashley pretty quickly. Uh, and for a while, you know, I thought, you know, you were the best thing that really happened to Bobby because I feel like you gave him that mouthpiece because Bobby wasn't really known as a talker. But at the same time, you know, the more we seen you out there with Bobby, the more we seen you kind of get to do things, even if it wasn't necessarily in the ring. But for you, was there ever plans uh, behind the scenes, maybe for you to have a bigger singles run before obviously the whole release happened uh, on the main roster? Um, there wasn't. Um, well, first, I mean, first and foremost, that run definitely one of the most fun times in my career. Uh, although it did, although it didn't go, you know how I planned or how I how how I you know envisioned it, you know going because you know what kid, what kid grows up, you know being a fan of wrestling and says I want to be a manager on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that was kind of a hard pill to swallow uh, for me. Uh, Luckily, I was kind of ping-ponging back and forth with 205 and, and Raw. So I was still able to kind of uh, have that entering time. But, yeah, that was, that, was, that was a little bit of a struggle for me. I know there wasn't, there wasn't any definitive plans as far as a main roster singles push for me specifically. But I do remember times and meetings of it coming up in conversation of me possibly taking the title off of Finn and uh, having like oh. a little back and forth with yeah. Bobby uh, for, for the Intercontinental title uh, inadvertently winning the title and right. <laughs> back and forth with Bobby, which I thought would have been pretty cool and, and fun uh, and a nice little, uh, you know, side door to the to the to the storyline that we had going on. But other than that, um, there was no real uh, conversation about, you know, all right, we want to focus on Leo. We want to make sure that he's built up this way and packaged this way so that he can have a successful in ring run. That was never really talked about, unfortunately. Was there, uh, obviously, did they, did they let you go out there and just talk, like you when you go, when it's time for you to go out there and you just do you, or was there like a script sort of say to for or at least guidelines to what they wanted you or direction to where they wanted you to say or did they just let leo freestyle like you like you can they um that at first i mean it was, man at first <laughs> it was pretty frustrating because you know i got brought up to raw because they knew that i could talk right uh, right so when i got to raw uh, they started, you know, writing some stuff for me. Um, mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't necessarily have said myself. Um, but I am grateful for it because it kind of broke me out of that comfortability level that I had. You know, it, it uh, I needed that. 
I needed mm. I needed to step out of my comfort zone and say some things that I probably normally wouldn't say. Right. But I uh, needed to like perfect that because if I could perfect that, then I can, you know, those times when I do go out there and wing it, it'll be that mm. much better. So, um, you know, I remember in the, in the beginning a little bit, they started writing for me and then uh, I never forget, it was about two episodes of Raw. I think it was like two episodes. I had an earpiece. Yeah, and, I remember, yeah. <laughs> And um, yeah, I got Vince and Michael Cole in my ear telling me what to say. Oh, so it was a real thing? No, that was real. Oh, shit. oh wow. Yeah, that was real. That was real. Uh, I'm surprised that you didn't know that was real. Uh, I, like we saw, I, like I saw it, but it was like I wasn't really sure. Like, I, like maybe they're just giving them points or something. I, I wasn't really hundred percent sure. No, no, yeah. I mean, they were pointers. They weren't telling me like word for word for word for word, but they you weren't are. giving me those pointers on what to the direction to go okay. in. But then after a while, um, once they realized, uh, like, okay, we can utilize Leo in a different way uh, than managers in the past. They, they really, you know, they were like, he should start doing some some stuff. So that's when you started seeing me flip. And do a whole bunch of shit like around ring and off the apron. Right, right. There was just no way that I would have been able to do that with the earpiece in my ear and the, you know, right. the mic in my pocket. So um, they scrapped that, uh, and they I started doing some some social media promos, a lot more social media promos, just talking, um, uh, and they started you know gaining more trust uh, in me. Um, so they 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 would give me scripts. But they let me, you know, move stuff around and add in things. And I think I think I really built up my trust with them uh, when it came to talking, uh, which was a huge thing at the time, because at the time there was only three people. I believe there was only like three people doing that. And that was me, Paul Heyman and Sami Zayn. Mm. And, uh, I thought that that was pretty cool that I was a part of that. Uh, those people that they trusted to just go out there and, uh, and talk. Oh. Really quick, I want to bounce back to the music really quick. Uh, so, all right, you talk about music, you know, self-expression. I remember the first time I picked up a pen, you know, it started off writing poetry, and then that eventually, you know, ever, ever, you know, it evolved into rap. Do you remember the first time, man, when you sat down and you wrote a rap, and you was like, you know what, damn, we, we, we got something here with this. And then also with you being a, a father and a husband now, uh, do you find yourself either consciously or subconsciously uh paying attention to your lyrics or you know did a wife ever hear something and she's like who are you talking about and you, really, and you gotta be like bang like nah it's just because, because I, I think with a lot of times people don't understand for us musicians is just like you hear a beat sometimes you just write or just say whatever comes yeah. to your head you're not necessarily thinking of anything right yeah and, they hear it and they're like that shit cool that ain't me uh so yeah, have you yeah, ever yeah, found yeah. yourself trying to explain yourself no yeah i've um i mean i've played unreleased tracks to my wife so many times, uh -huh. the same song so many times, but every time, every <laughs> every time, a different time she listened to it, she'd catch something in the lyrics and she'd be like, what? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I like, played this for you <laughs> multiple times. So, uh, you know, sometimes, yeah, that is, that is difficult. I mean, I remember when I was, probably when I was 14 or 15 is when I first, started to try to like write something mm -hmm. um poetry like like yourself and then uh after a while i think like maybe a couple months later i started doing like some 
some little raps on uh, SoundCloud. Yeah. Uh, and I remember like playing it to my sister and asking her, you know, what she thought and me thinking that it was like horrible. Uh, but I still played it anyways. Uh, and then, you know, not even knowing that, you know, a few years later, I'd, I'd come back to it and, and do it for real. But um, yeah, it is difficult. It's difficult being uh, um, in the music industry or just the entertainment industry in general uh, with being a husband, being a father, uh, you know, because there, there's there's some demons that come with it. Um, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and it'll they'll test you, especially being out here in L.A. Uh, yeah. It's a lot to, to overcome. It's a lot of uh, bullshit to 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 wean out. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely um, something that I'm still learning how to navigate. You know, I definitely don't have all the answers, but I feel like I've been doing a pretty, pretty good job so far. You know, I listen to I listen to some of my past uh, releases and just hearing the growth in each project and yeah. you know, listening to the project that's about to come out. Uh, I found two and I'm, I'm a happy overall. I'm happy overall with with what I'm putting out there. Uh, I think I'm putting out some pretty positive messages ones that I can, you know, listen to and look at myself in the mirror and be proud that I put that out. And, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing, especially, you know, like you said, you know, uh, too cold, you know, growing up, uh, and, and a very, you know, religious family. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm on that line between yeah. like, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, you got. I'm trying to accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish without compromising my morals too much. So, oh no, most definitely too cold. Um. All right. So, we 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 got Leo Rush. He he's he's making a name in WWE. Uh. You you're you're this mouthpiece for Bobby Lashley that you got the gift of gab, brother. You you definitely do. And something happens backstage or whatever's happening backstage, and we don't. You know, you can go into it forward how far you want to just kind of just give us an idea of like what kind of happened after that like what you know if you want to uh you know as far as you want you know what 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 transpired to have leo gone for a while but then we get you back and honestly we get you back where we all wanted to see you and that's back in the ring wrestling in nxt and doing what you do best yeah. uh and which i might you and garza you guys yeah. had some great yeah. man i i, I love draw matches <laughs> Uh, but just, you know, just what, 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 you know, what kind of happened? Um, I think it's such a tricky, uh, you know, situation, um, with me being, with me having been so new in the company, but mm -hmm. doing a lot within the company. Um, I felt like my salary wasn't really matching up with what I was doing. Um, I don't know if you guys ever worked in a restaurant before. Uh, or like being a waiter, or being like a bus boy, yeah. you know, grinding and working hard every day, every day, every day, every day, all day. And then when you see that paycheck, it's like, shit, it don't match up with how much work yeah. I You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, and it, I feel like a lot of people um, uh, tend to forget or get confused when they look at me because, you know, physical presence, I'm young. I look young. I look like a kid. <laughs> Back then, I looked like a kid. Uh, but 
at the same time, I'm married. I got two kids. I got, you know, my own responsibilities as an adult. Uh, and I, I was getting frustrated. Uh, yeah, I was getting frustrated. I, I remember looking at my bank account one day and, and uh, just saying to myself, how, how, how am I signed to the biggest sports entertainment company in the world? And I'm broke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I had to, I had to make a decision, uh, which wasn't an easy decision at all. Um, and I feel like I didn't even get to that decision. I feel like that decision was made for me, unfortunately. Uh, but coming back, um, I feel like there was a, um, mutual agreement on, you know, what needed to, to happen in order, you know, to make me happy in order to make me, you know, feel comfortable with, you know, getting back out there and being a part of the company. And, um, you know, during that time, I accomplished some pretty, pretty cool things, you know, things that I didn't even think that I would, um, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't think it can get, you know, higher than, you know, Monday Night Raw and, you know, doing this stuff with Bobby and coming out with him at WrestleMania. And uh, then when I disappeared, you know, I never thought that I would see the inside of a wrestling arena again. I never thought that I'd walk down that ramp again. Uh, felt like a dream. Then out of nowhere, you know, I'm back on the scene. I'm a cruiserweight champion. I'm invading SmackDown on top of a tank with DX. Yeah. You know, I'm doing so many uh, dope things that um, that I never thought that I that I do. So uh, it was a, it was a tricky it was a tricky situation, um, but definitely one that I feel like I needed to go. I needed that to happen in order to know what I know now in order to, in order to, you know, grow and, and become the, you know, businessman that I am now. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't regret that time period for a single second. You said something that, that kind of sparked another question for me. You said you looked at your bank account and you, you wondered how can you be signed to the biggest company and not be making more? We, we had two people who left the company uh, because of creative differences and Sasha Banks and Naomi. And a lot of people were complaining, oh, you know, they're they're making millions of dollars. They're they're rich. They're, you know, they you know, they're just being spoiled and whiny. Can you talk about how the perception of what a wrestler makes? You know, not not say you know what wrestlers make, but that idea that people think that because you wrestle for WWE, you make millions of dollars, you're rich, you you know, allegedly. you're all that allegedly, but really it's not it's not what you really think it is. Um, see, it's hard for me to, to speak on that because it's not the same for everybody. Uh, right. Obviously. Not, right. Yeah. It's not, it's not the same. I can, and I can only speak on, on, on my situation. It is. Uh, but I feel like that's true within not even just wrestling. It's just the entertainment industry in general. Well, true. Right. I, I feel like the perception that people have of someone on screen is something so un fathomable like it, it, it seems impossible it's like how do i get in that screen how do right. i get in you know what i mean like, so so i feel like just the overall perception of somebody on a tv screen they feel like man that's where the money is like that's you know it's a job it's this the same as any other job and right. within those jobs you got tears you got paying you got you know what i mean you got tears of people 
and uh, you got a tier system of people who are making certain amounts of money based on, you know, whether that's experience or uh, whether that's talent or whether that's politics. And, um, you know, me personally, I've never been one to to play the the political game, really. Right, uh, right. So um, I can see that how that how that hurts certain people within our industry uh, mm. because it, it, at times it is a political game. You know, I say it all the time, you know, not everybody can be the world champion, whether it's scripted or not, you know, everybody wants to be the world champion. And there's things that come with being the world champion. And how are you going to get there? And what are you willing to do in order to be there? And uh, I think that's when the struggle starts to to, to come into play. Like I said to Cole, with like, how much can I accomplish without compromising my morals? Right. So, yeah, I, I can't speak on anybody else's situation. But that's, that's right. You know, I was just bringing it up because, you know, I, it is like one of those things that I, I, I get, you know, like you say, the perception that people have. But it's like, you know, it ain't always that, you know, people are just being whiny. You know, there's reasons for why people make decisions. There, there was a reason why you made a decision. There was a reason why they made a decision. And, and that's what I just, you know, wanted you to, you know, someone who had to go through it to kind of yeah. just speak on that. So, And I appreciate that. No, for sure. Definitely. And also, you know, like I told you before the show, man, you know, I, I want to have an open, honest dialogue. You know, one of the things that, you know, me and Tuco, we talk a lot about uh, is, you know, the way of the world. Right. And and kind of how there's this this everything's kind of seeming to come together. Right. We're in the age of information and especially with 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 wrestling. We, we talk about the history of wrestling. We talk about world champion, right? We talk about, you know, everybody can't be a world champion. And then there's certain people for the longest time, you know, we weren't looked in that light. We talk about Booker T all the time, you know, five-time WCW champion, one-time WWE world champion. But, you know, there was a point we felt like Booker probably should have won it earlier. But And then we had a conversation with Eric Bischoff and so on and so forth. Do you think, long story short, that maybe not, Nah, fuck it. I'm gonna be honest. Do you think race also plays a role in professional wrestling, especially when it comes to, like the world title picture or certain booking? Um, I mean, I I think so. I I, I mean, I know so. Like it's yeah. uh, you know, and it, and it might not have to do with racism. You know, yeah. it's it's not it's not racism. It's just it's what the industry is i mean I, I i personally think majority of the wrestling fan base is predominantly white uh and 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 that's that's i mean but that's nothing new that's you know what i mean like that's that's from the beginning of time uh and and you know over time you started to see um different uh african-american talent you know um being showcased uh, in a way that a lot of people would hope and pray that it starts to get to like a normal state. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I, I, it, it shouldn't feel like an accomplishment. It shouldn't feel like a, 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 it shouldn't feel like a milestone. You know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. normalized, yeah. Yeah. It's not normalized. Like uh, I do think that that things are getting better when it comes to that. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I said before, uh, I think a couple of days ago that, you know, one step is progress. Yeah. Uh, 
And, and if one step can be made, that's, that's, that's all, that's all I can ask for, you know, at times, you know, when frustration comes into play, you might, you know, take 10 steps, which I yeah. tend to do. Yeah. <laughs> at yeah. uh, but, but, you know, that's just because I believe in myself, man. Uh, I, I've been this way ever since I was little. Uh, yeah. and nobody could tell me anything. Nobody can tell me, you know, who and what I can be uh, and, and put a time frame on when I can accomplish it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think I think race is, is a big part of the wrestling industry, but I don't think it is what people think it is i feel like when people when race gets brought up within wrestling people right, think right. racism and it's not racism i mean if it was racism you wouldn't yeah. see anybody right 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 you know what i mean like yeah uh so there are opportunities being presented um you know uh, i i do i i do think there there needs to be more african-american talent not putting up with bullshit uh yeah. I, I i you know not just being grateful for the for for the opportunity uh but taking that opportunity and and you know creating something special out of it that can change you know not only their lives but everybody before them that looks up to that person you know what i mean it's powerful uh you know, yeah. representation yeah. means so much. You know, my favorite wrestlers growing up weren't black. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't have, you know, somebody that looked like me. Who did you Shit, I'm, I got right. tattoos, I'm short. You know, I got dreads. You know, the person even close to that was Booker T, but this motherfucker, he's, you know, he's, right, right. he's, he's a giant. Yeah. You know I mean? like, <laughs> you got, yeah. You got Kofi Kingston, but he's not. He's not within that 18 to 24, you know, demographic. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. I feel like I touch, I touch a different, I touch a different generation field and a different generation that I yeah. feel like is incredibly and super important in today's age. Let's go. Go ahead, to go. Uh, speaking of today's age in wrestling, man, just with the flux of companies, AEW Impact and what they're doing, they got a pay-per-view getting ready to come off, New Japan, uh, and, you know, what is it What is it about today's wrestling that uh, has Leo Rush's blood pumping, that, 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 that's got you like, man, if, if they feel like there's really more life into it now than maybe what it was in a few past years? I see, I see a lot of opportunity. Yeah. Um, but I think I see a lot of opportunity being wasted mm -hmm. in a way. Uh, because I feel like today's age of wrestling, there's a lot of people doing with other people are doing yeah uh yeah i feel like people are afraid to be themselves afraid to be different afraid to have a voice afraid to use that voice for 
positive push within wrestling. I, I don't know. It, it, it feels it feels like I'm watching a bunch of the same stuff. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, it, nothing about it feels. I mean, and and I don't want people to take that the wrong way. Uh, but this is just my perspective. Uh, I, I I want to. I think I'm I'm ready to go out there, and um, you know, be me again. I I, I feel like I feel like uh, I've been away at least on TV, uh, off of TV for for quite some time. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. I've had those couple of matches within within AEW, but the last time that I was seen on a weekly basis, like on television, was WWE. Um, and I still feel like I can. I feel like I've done a lot for 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 wrestling, and yeah. I didn't see I didn't see that at first. Um, but I do think that I've contributed something within wrestling that has changed the trajectory like i said like you know i'm obviously i'm not the only young guy in 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 the wrestling industry but i do think i lit a fire underneath a lot of young guys' asses in order to do what they are doing now uh and i still think to this day that i can i can I can accomplish a lot I, I, I can I can change you know not only I feel like I can change the world yeah. and I've always felt like that I've always felt like that I feel like self-belief is the the, the greatest superpower ever uh, wow. and that's what's gotten me to the point that I'm at in in, in my life so um, you know I want to go out there I want to continue to raise the bar I want to continue to push you know push the uh, I want to see how much I can get away with. I like the I like the tension. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's what drive that's what drives me. Uh, okay. I like okay. I like I like raising the bar. I like you know pushing the envelope. I like you know rubbing shoulders up against people who who say certain things can't be accomplished by certain people. And I like going out there and doing that. Um, Respect. So, yeah, I just I just. I miss it overall. It's a, it's a feeling that I can't really quite explain all that much, but uh, I'm ready to be out there. I'm ready to be back out there for sure. That's no problem. You can show it in the ring. We'll we'll definitely sit back and watch and enjoy it. So <laughs> I, I will be looking forward to it. And, and speaking of you, you you mentioned your few matches at AEW. I'm not gonna get too too into into that whole situation. Uh, but you know, you speak. You say speaking of believing in yourself, somebody that spoke up for themselves and what they felt about the company or just wrestling in general. I should say uh, it was Big Swole, and you came to her defense, and then you said you and Tony, you you two guys, end up having a conversation after that. Can you honestly, at this point, maybe somewhere down the line, eventually? seeing yourself working with Tony or AEW again in the near future, maybe, or do you think right now that chapter is uh, closed on your end? Um, I don't think anything is ever closed. Nothing is ever closed. Nothing. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I, I've, I've made the best out of the, the opportunity that I was presented um, while staying true to myself. And, that's honestly what's most important to me. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 what's most important to me. You know, I can't I can't hop on a plane 
and go all over the country um, and not be myself. Right. I can't, I can't live this. Uh, I can't live this this kind of double personality lifestyle. Right. <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't have the right. energy for it anymore. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? Like I. Right. Yeah, I uh, you know, there's things, there's, there's, there's things in my life that, that mean, uh, a little more, uh, to me that's, that's closer to the surface than, you know, doing something that I don't feel comfortable with for a paycheck. Uh, it's, you know, that's one bag out of a million. <laughs> you feel me? Like, like, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not tripping over it, but, um, I do think one day uh, it'll be inevitable. I think it's inevitable for me to cross paths with Tony uh, again. Um, I mean, look at look at what New Japan is is doing with with uh, right. W right now. Yeah, uh, and even with my departure, there was no bad blood. I mean, it was it, the situation was what it was, uh, and we parted ways. Uh, but I, I I don't think that that door is closed. At least from from you know, what I know. Uh, I don't know how they feel on the other end. And, and I'm not worried about how they feel on the other end. I'm, I'm doing me. And when that time comes, it comes. And if it doesn't come, it's not meant to be. All right, Leo, man, I want to live things up a little bit. Let's get back to this before we close this out. All right, man, let's talk about the music. Next week, yes, June yes. 24th. June 24th, Not Found 2, man, it drops. Leo, man, talk to his brother. How long you been working on it? Do you got any special features on it? Uh, do you got any dream collabs you looking forward on working on, man? Plug the music, brother. Talk to us about it. Yes, sir. So I've been working. I mean, it's crazy because I feel I have been working on this project for a year. Um, this is uh, this is the most time I've ever spent on uh, a project, um, you know, listening back to it, uh, you know, making changes, uh, switching beats, um, edit, you know, altering things. I mean, I've just, I've, I think just the stakes are a little bit higher with this release. Yeah. So, you know, I just got signed to a label, um, with a major, you know, distribution deal with, with Virgin and, and, and UMG. So, uh, Congrats. like I said, the, the stakes are high and I feel like I needed to put in this time to, to put out something that I feel comfortable with, uh, and happy with being my first official, uh you know label you know ep release so i'm 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 excited i'm excited for it uh i, I definitely think that this one is better than than not found one uh and i'm looking forward to people you know listening to it and uh involving with it and hopefully uh, you know that leads to to more things in my future when it comes to uh performing live uh, i definitely want to take my music on the road uh and that's something that's currently being worked on right now. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. Speaking of your music, man, I was doing a deep dive through your music, and two of the songs I really rock with really heavily, man. The best thing got remixed with Wrestling Flow. That's my shit. I ain't gonna lie to you. And then, uh, <laughs> and then of course, you got about um, uh, more than that. That's also, you know, me, man. That's a whole different wave, a whole different vibe. I didn't expect from you. And to hear, I'm like, damn, man, okay, cool. So you definitely have very eclectic style so i just want to let you know man i definitely i'm rocking with you i'm rocking with the music too cold man go ahead do your thing i had to tell my boy man i'm rocking with him. no 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 man no no i gotta you know do that man but uh leo, man, what else is uh does has leo's attention man what else do you got going on you know besides the music and the wrestling is there anything else that you you like man you know what i want i want to dabble in this this is what i want to 
this is what I want to get into next. Um, uh, that's, uh, I like that question. Um, I, I really, I really, um, am looking forward to, um, stepping foot in the fashion industry. Mm. Okay. Uh, I, I love, I love clothes. I love fashion. I love, uh, I seen the IG, man. You got a drip, brother. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's something that I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, you know, no, no rush and no pun intended, but, um, you know, that's, that's definitely something that it feels like it makes sense. Yeah, uh, it feels like that's the next step anyways. Um, you know, with the, the culture within music and, and wrestling, I mean, you're starting to see like the rest, the wrestlers kind of dabble more into like the fashion world. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's something that, that makes sense and definitely one that, that, uh, I, I get excited, you know, thinking about thinking about um, you know doing things on the, on the fashion scene. Okay, okay, go ahead to go. I kind of got a okay. I kind of got a silly question to ask. Whose idea was it, man, for you to start talking about Bobby Lashley's glutes? I wanted to ask it earlier, but you was going, but you was going to such a good conversation. I didn't want to bother it. It was just like, man, what, like when, when, when it answer to this question. Was it Ben? Wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanted to, I wanted that for the record, man, because it was like I was like, man, like my dude is out here. He got he can be he can say everything. He's like, why is why are we focusing on this, man? Bobby Fett, man, we know this, but man, why why they got my boy out here doing that? I, I just wanted to ask that. I had to get that out there, man. My, I'm sorry, man. No, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, Leo, brother, thank you again for joining us. Really quick before we get off of here, man. Again, tell everybody where they can find the new music, your social medias, where can they find you, plug it all yes, in. Yes, please, yes, please. Yeah, you can find me on my social media platforms on Twitter and IG at I am Leo Rush. Uh, and if you want to find my music, you want a one page for everything, you can head on over to leorush.com where you can find all of my social media handles. You can find you know, all of my music on all streaming platforms awesome. and uh, anything that I have coming up as far as updates and, and things uh, that I'm currently working on. So yeah, leorush.com. Leorush.com. Well, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode yeah. of Generational Wrestling Podcast. It's always yours truly. I'm the franchise. He's too cold. He's the man in the hour. Again, be sure to get that nap found too. Dropping next week, June 24th. Leo, my brother, we thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate you, man. Me. Appreciate you. Appreciate y'all. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. And for the people, man, we'll see you when we see you. Peace. Yes, sir. <laughs>